This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Healing in Hindsight. We're rocking with season two. I know it's been a minute since season one has been out. Um, If you haven't listened to season one, you'll definitely want to go back and listen to the full season. I didn't do weekly episodes on the first round, so you can binge all of them, get a feel for what the show's about. Um, But if you have been listening since season one, welcome back and thank you uh, for taking the time out of your day to listen and hear everything that I'm trying to share in regards to the show. Um, So before we really dive into it, I just wanted to give a bit of an overview of what you can expect for the following season and for seasons to come. So these next couple of episodes that you end up hearing are really going to just be kind of a catch up, some updates and what you can expect in the future as I continue to grow the show and share more content with you. So with that, let's get started. Perfect. Welcome back, guys. So again, I'm super excited to do season two. Um, I'll be honest, everyone says in the podcasting world that the hardest part is starting, but it seems that the even harder part is continuing. You know, once you launch a show, um, it's kind of like it's real. You got to do something. You got to put something out there and continue to do it if you really want your show to reach the people that you want to reach. So um I just have to admit, I'm I'm really excited to actually be saying that there's a season two. Um, I took some time to myself to just learn and understand and as well as, you know, try to do some engagement as well, um, because as you know, I'm, I'm doing this with a full time job. So there's a lot there that's going on, uh, not only in my work life, but in my personal life as well. But it just made it even more clear that I still really wanted to do this. Um, to be able to just sit down with you guys and chat about all the things that we go through as diabetics. Um, So with that, I kind of want to just give you guys some updates on what you can expect this season. Um, So instead of the previous season where I just did a bunch of episodes and kind of let you binge watch it, like, you know, as soon as something pops up on Netflix or Hulu, I decided I really wanted to play around with releasing shows weekly. Um, And the reason being is I wanted to get a better feel from the community of what type of things that you guys wanted to know, um, things that I can share about myself, uh, because as you guys may have learned in the first season, I'm still working towards getting myself to a comfortable place with my diabetes in terms of ensuring that my blood sugar is stable, my A1C numbers are good, and hopefully coming off medication. I'd I'd rather self-manage if I can. Um, and even get to a point where I don't even have to think about it at all. So with that, I decided let's try out releasing weekly. So whenever you tune into the show, um, you can expect new episodes every Thursday um, of each week, and it'll still be a mix of either myself um, or myself with special guests. And then of course, any kind of, you know, kind of behind the scenes episodes, because I really enjoyed being able to go off topic just a little bit. Um, It still relates, but just being able to share my thoughts on the different things that's happening because 
there's still a lot going on in the world. And even though the uh, life of a diabetic is ever changing, um, a lot of the factors that happen in your day-to-day life in your communities can still have a huge impact as well. So again, every Thursday is when you can expect a new episode. So that way I can continue to engage with you guys and understand what you want to hear um, versus kind of just selecting topics that I feel is best uh, and throwing it out there in one big uh, swoop. So again, you can bend season one, but season two, we're going to do weekly. Um, and hopefully you guys can be more involved in that process as the show evolves. The second thing that I kind of wanted to share as far as updates to the show is that I decided to choose this interesting cadence for the seasons. Um, and I'll just be completely transparent. I, I think I'm being clever in a way, but maybe not. You'll have to tell me if this really uh, flows with you. But I wanted to ensure that as I'm learning and, you know, growing the show and engaging with you guys, um, something that I've just observed and seen with other podcasters, YouTubers, just content creators in general is not being able to really take breaks. And that's something that I really, it's very important to me, to be quite honest, I need to be able to recharge, I need to be able to um, take care of myself, you know, self care is really important. And I'm sure you guys can understand that, you know, having to record and uh, produce and, you know, put things out there, it can take up a lot of your time and for me, a lot of my spare time. And so one thing that I just learned from doing season one is I got pretty tired pretty fast just because I was staying up super late trying to get everything together um, and, you know, wanting to make sure I had, you know, decent guests for you guys and content and all of these things. So I really wanted to figure out what's a good way for me to provide what I want to provide to you guys or what you guys would like to hear and still take care of myself. Because I, th- I think that's really important. Um, and I feel as though, you know, you guys are really understanding in that. So you can expect uh, moving forward that the seasons are going to be about um, 12 weeks long. Um so about three months. And the reason why I picked that um, number, if you will, or that amount of time is for those of us who are still regularly getting their A1C tested. Um, it's about 90 days or three months that you're supposed to go in and get that test. And I felt like that just resonated really well um, with everything that the show is about to follow that. So, um, you know, as this episode comes out off October 15th, um, and then it will end, uh, season finale will be on January 15th or whatever, um, day, whatever Thursday of that week that is. I feel like it's the 15th, maybe it might be the 14th. I don't know, but whatever that week is, um, that's when it'll end. Um, the 15th is my birthday. So it felt, uh, I don't know, it just felt like it made sense. And 15 is my number. Um, So it just felt appropriate to continue that since I launched the show on August 15th. And then I'm starting it again on October 15th. And then I'm ending it on January 15th, and so forth and so forth. So my hope is that it'll give you guys kind of a way to digest um, everything that's come out. Um, If you're listening to the show weekly, and maybe there's episodes you want to go back to, but you don't want to miss out on new episodes you know, you'll have a bit of a break uh, once we get to January. So hopefully you guys can understand that. And hopefully you find my 90 day, 12 week, whatever number you want to go with clever in the sense of 
Um, that's normally when we need to get our A1C checked uh, for those of us who still have to do the regular 90-day cadence. So um, every week on Thursday, yes, that will include the holidays. Uh, I'm pretty excited actually to do some special holiday stuff for you guys because uh, I know that's such a huge time for diabetics to try and hope that every morning when you wake up and check your numbers that it's okay because when your grandma brings over the sweet potato pie, you just, man, you're just really hoping that it's uh, it's not going to spike you too high. But overall, you know, just wanted to give you guys an understanding of what I'm looking at, which means that you can expect for season three to be the exact same thing. I really do like the season aspect. I think it gives um, I like themes. I like to theme things out. So uh, it gives me the opportunity to really pull together um, topics and things that make sense uh, for that period of time. So with that being said, what's the season going to be about exactly? <laughs> uh, so this season, I really wanted to focus on, I'll say about three main things, and that's mindset um, body and nutrition. And I know nutrition could technically fall under body, but what I mean by body is like body acceptance, um, exercise, um, and really just being in tune with your body because a lot of what you learn, especially if you're a new diabetic, is trying to figure out what the formula is for how you eat, how you navigate to your day to day, um, and how your body responds to the treatment that your doctor has uh, prescribed for you. So I really wanted to take the time to focus that content around it. Um, the first season is kind of surrounding an introduction to it, kind of a crash course, if you will, um, with a bit of focus on my journey, if you will. And I'm still going to share my journey with you guys, but I want to also bring to you quality information to help continue and progress your journey um, as we all want the goal of being able to manage our um, situation as best and as you know holistically as possible. Um, so I just really wanted to take the time to focus on that because it's a huge chunk of the journey um, and it's ever growing and ever changing. So it's not to say we'll never talk about this in, in seasons to come. But I think it's good to just get a good foundation and mindset, body and nutrition, um, because those are kind of the three things that are really going to be interchanging uh, as you go through this journey. So with that kind of content, um, I'm really excited for the guests that I'm I'm hoping to bring on to the show. Um, I've already got a couple of them confirmed. Uh, some I'm really close with some are new for me, which is great. Uh, I'm always excited to talk to new people and get their perspectives. So I hope that you are too. And hey, if you are interested in being on the show, even if you don't have some, I'm not, you know, looking for somebody who has a, a doctorate in diabetes or anything like that. You just want to talk about your journey and the wins and milestones that you've made. Hit me up, you know, head over to healinginhindsight.com and, you know, shoot me a message. Find me on Instagram. Um, my Facebook page, any way that you can get in contact with me, please do, because I think it's important that others in our situation know that there's a community of their peers. And that's one of the vital things of why I started this. I really, really, really wanted to build a community, especially for millennials, where we can all kind of, you know, shoot the shit about the stuff that we go through. Like, oh my God, I really want to go to this happy hour or go to this friend's house. Or, you know, if, if we're still doing, um, heavy quarantine type stuff. I know some people are are starting to 
venture out with the new rules and some people aren't and that's totally okay so if you want to hop on a zoom call and do a zoom happy hour or whatever you know how do i navigate that or how do i um you know work from home or be at home all the time and still uh ensure that my eating and everything is on point like i really just want us to have just a group think tank on all of this so um there is no you know measure of success that you need to have to you know, sit down and have a chat. Um, I think it's important that we hear from the people more um, and experts as well. But I think the more that we can hear from each other about what's going on in our lives, the more we can help and really put our heads together on where we need to tackle different things, whether that's at home, whether that's with our family, whether that's in our communities, like with our leadership. It's always great to hear perspective. So don't be shy. Hit me up. All right. So what else is going on guys um let's let's talk about some health updates i've I've definitely had some health stuff that's popped up and i'm really pumped to continue driving my numbers down and getting a stable routine um you know pandemic and all um i did recently have my a1c tested um if you listen to i want to say it's my strive for 6.5 episode back in season one i give you guys my full rundown and when i mean full i mean like from the day i was diagnosed in 2015 uh up until um i think it was june that was my last a1c and it's not pretty i'm just gonna be really honest, there's a lot of gaps in that time because um, I was kind of bouncing around jobs at the time. So insurance and stuff was weird. Um, I changed doctors in the midst of it. Um, I ran out of meds. Like there's a whole slew of things that happened in my first couple years as a diabetic. But I, I feel really proud that the last two years I've been a lot more consistent and I'm continuing to be more consistent and communicate with my doctor, my wishes and how I want, you know, my journey to go. So my recent A1C that I got back about two weeks ago, actually, um, I left off at a 10.2, which is still very much yikes. Um, But now I'm sitting at 7.5. Now, 6.5 is the goal that me and my doctor discussed. Um, And even with when I saw her, the goal suggested by the medical facility that I go to is seven. Like, you know, when you first diagnose, you want to get down to seven, depending on where you're at, obviously. Um, I started out at like 13. So, <laughs> and I, I, I touched 9% in between that time, but this is actually the lowest that I've been. So I got down to 7.5. Um, and so I'm not very far off from the, like the 6.5 milestone that I need to hit, um, where she said that we could start adjusting my medication and going from there. And one of the things that came up in my appointment that she was asking me about, um, you know, I was telling her I've made a lot of adjustments in my daily habits as far as my nutrition um, and my timing of things. That's been a huge role um, and why my numbers have gone down and I've seen really good daily blood sugar levels. Um, But the one thing that's been missing is exercise. (laughs) And uh, I am not Guys, I'm just not, uh, I I really, really want to be one of those people who like not doing any form of exercise is just the end of the world for them. I don't know. Like, I, I wish I was like my dad in that exercise works really well for him, which we talk about in the season finale of, of season one. 
but he doesn't like doing it, right? And for me, I don't mind doing it. It's just, it doesn't feel like exercise works as well for me as I would like. And, and I know that that's, it's a, it's a whole mindset shift that I have to make because everybody, literally everyone's body is different. And so to expect super quick results, and then we're talking, you know, a man uh, versus a woman, you know, all of these different factors, metabolism, I'll, I'll just, there's, there's just too much shit to like factor in to determine how your body is going to respond to something, the type of exercise, how much of it that you're doing, you know, all of these things. So it's been really hard for me to nail down a workout routine that doesn't make me feel, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want it to feel like a chore. Um, I do want it to be fun, but Sometimes, you know, you have, you see those, some of those workout programs that, uh, okay, I'm going to pick on Zumba for a minute now. Absolutely zero shade to Zumba. Okay. Like I bought the whole program when it, when it very first came out, um, what, that was like 2010, 2009, 2010. Um, I really, really wanted to like it. And the, I think the 30 minute one, um, especially cause they played Celia Cruz as one of the songs. <laughs> um, I really, really tried to stick with it. I even had the little uh, Zumba hand weight maraca shakers or whatever. I really, really tried to stick with it. But I found that the advanced stuff was just that. I felt like I needed to be in a dance class, um, really trying to catch on to these moves. There was no way for me to ask questions. There was no way for me to like know that the form that I was doing was right. And that's the thing about home workouts. That's such a struggle for me. It's the same thing with yoga. I really, really, really want to get into yoga um, in a sense where it is, you know, a deep part of my routine. And I was, I was doing okay. Um, you know, what, a couple of months ago? Yeah, probably like right after uh, my A1C test back in June, I was really trying to make the most of quarantine and give myself space to uh, get up in the morning. So I'm up really early and get my body moving and doing something that not only could uh, condition my body, but, you know, get a good stretch in all these things like that. And I was starting to do it. Um, but again, it's tough when I can't tell if I'm doing it right now. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think it was Ashtanga. I totally screw up yoga terminology, guys. So please forgive me. <laughs> um, but that that one routine, um, it's on Aloe Moves. And I can't remember the name of the, of the teacher, but uh, I really would love to accomplish being able to do like, you know, arm balances, handstands, headstands, like a lot of the acrobatic stuff um, because I used to do it you know, when I was younger, back in junior high, high school, um, I did Pilates a lot, which was great. And I just really missed the flexibility that I had, especially when I got deeper into dancing. So I felt like yoga would be a, a really good opportunity for me to get back into that familiar phase with my body, but not having someone to correct me and guide me is hard. Now, I know there are in-person classes. And I'm in Austin, Texas. And so I've had a lot of people tell me like, oh, you should go to like Black Swan or 
you know, um, places like that where it's donation based. But part of the struggle was the location. I never lived in a decently close vicinity uh, to that. And then, you know, if I'm just being honest, guys, like the paycheck to paycheck life was real. And, you know, I'm 30 now and I'm just now getting to a point where that's not my everyday. It still happens every now and then because life happens. But um, so donation base was hard for me because I felt even though you technically didn't have to, I felt like I needed to. I felt like it was important. Um, just like going out to a restaurant, you know, um, if you can't tip, don't go, you know, like I, I understand as my first job, uh, was as a host and then later on a server, um, how important that is, you know, for people's livelihoods and even more so with this pandemic, it's so important to really just tip people and take care of them because, um, it is literally their lifeblood and what they rely on. So I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And then, of course, yoga studios in general, a lot of boutique studios in general, um, they're just not really catered towards, in my opinion, someone in the working class who, you know, the paycheck to paycheck life really is the norm. And I don't think that we're highlighting enough in all areas of life that that is a big chunk of the norm for people. Um, you know, places like Orange Theory and F45. I actually did F45. Um, and it was hard. It was hard having to put in, you know, five, six hundred dollars up front. And it didn't, it didn't really, it wasn't the program for me, you know. And so um I just can't bring myself to commit to these boutique studios. And there's no way to really know that it's going to work for me unless I've done it for a couple of weeks. And so I know a lot of places will do, you know, get one week free. And it's just like, I can commit myself to something for a week. <laughs> but when it's, when it's, you know, a couple of weeks, that's when, you know, the, the life happens stuff sets in. And it's, yes, a part of my mindset that I know that I have to work on. It is a constant battle for me. But at the same time, it's also just who I am. Like, I can't really know what I don't know. And I can't really say that something is really working for me until I get into it. And the risk factor just is, was just too high for me a lot of the times to invest that much money um, all the time. And so um, I don't know. I'm kind of at a, a semi standstill when it comes to fitness. Um, and the pandemic is not helping with that. It's been a lot easier to just not <laughs> because, um, you know, I don't want to fall into this idea that the pandemic doesn't exist anymore, even though people are gone are going out now, to be fair, I've gone out a couple of times, like I've gone to restaurants, but it's been with a very small group of people, the same people. Um, I keep hand sanitizer in my clutch. I keep hand sanitizer in my, um, car and at least here in Austin, a lot of the restaurants out here have been really great about spreading the tables out and putting hand sanitizer everywhere and having people wear masks. Um, so it's that's kind of me putting my, my toe in the water of like, here's what I can stand. I'm not doing it every week, <laughs> you know. Um, I usually, if I've gone out, I, I self-isolate um, 
for about the same two week period. Yeah, it's been about two weeks each time. Um, just because you know, better safe than sorry. Uh, and it's not as easy to enjoy being out nowadays, just because a lot of the places here in Austin have closed permanently, um, or are just not in a place to reopen, or you know, um, have had to sell their property. So there are places, you know, coming in and swooping in and setting up their own um, businesses and things like that. So it's it's a little tough um, to see places that you really enjoyed frequenting no longer existing anymore. And it kind of makes you like, okay, well, what's the point? I want to go out because the places that I really enjoyed and I've got a rapport with sometimes, they're not there anymore. And that's just the reality of what this pandemic is doing. So it's it's tough. Um, the fitness thing is something that I am really trying to um, figure out what's the best way to structure that for me and not be so in my head about it because I will do that. I will sit in my head and I will plan and I will map out and I will, you know, do a deep dive on the pricing and all these things and then I won't do it. <laughs> and the other piece of it is, you know, because I just want to be transparent is I am taking time to invest in programs and things that will help me, you know, build my brand and my business even further. Um, And so unfortunately, I'm not in a place where I can just do both, you know, where I can pay for, um, you know, a business mastermind and a gym or whatever. And, you know, I know that places like Planet Fitness and Anytime Fitness and there's all these places where they're a lot cheaper, but I have not really worked myself to the um, the gym part yet. I, I just have. I just even when I did have a gym membership, um, which was lifetime, but uh, I got laid off at the time, so I couldn't afford it like I used to. Um, so it was easy to cancel because it's just like I can't afford this. So there's no way in hell that I'm going to a go to the gym and it was when that first round of when Texas opened up too soon, to be quite honest. Uh, and it's the smaller lifetime in Austin. No, no, thank you. I'm not going to do it. Um, I've talked to friends who have gone to the gym and said it's okay, but it's bodily fluids, y'all. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's, it's sweat. And, you know, if you see really, really muscle heavy guys, they're not always, um, you ever see a guy like like really take a big breath and just push out like there and there's no way unless your mask is on like that spin ain't flying everywhere and I want to say most gyms are saying you have to wear your mask while you're working out but it's it's just a lot to chance um and I feel like if I have to go through an entire cleaning routine before I actually get my workout in and I may only have an hour to spare no <laughs> like I'm not trying to be um in a fitness competition where I spend two, three hours in the gym, not saying that those who compete do, but it's just, it just already sounds like a lot. Um, so there's just, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot that I got to figure out, but if there's anything that I've known about myself, it is that I guess you could say, I recognize that if I don't get my nutrition down, And if I don't get my, um, you know, my mindset down, like if I don't build the habit of just tackling something as soon as it comes up, then all I'm going to do is just add another bill 
to, you know, my, my list and not go. And I just, I just don't want to do that, you know? So I, um, I'm, I'm choosing to go slow with this and, and yes, am I at my, um, healthiest weight? No, but I'm still not touching where I was when I was first diagnosed. I was like 215 pounds. Um, I've managed to stay under 200 pretty well. You know, I've, I've maintained about one, anywhere from 180 to 190, it just fluctuates up and down. Um, and I'm not gonna beat myself up about that. I'm just not, (laughs) I'm just gonna be okay that I am where I am. And I am recognizing, you know, or reminding myself rather that the number on the scale does not equate to the actual health of my body. Um, now my body fat percentage, that's something to, to look at and, and manage. So it's a lot, but me and fitness, um, we've got a we've got a journey to go, and it's one that I'm gonna keep getting up and tackling as much as I can. But you know, it's it's something that's um, kind of my next biggest challenge. And my doctor really feels that if I can get that in there, um, six point five will be blown out of the water. So to be continued, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can. Um, it, nah, it's it's hard just thinking about it's hard but I'm trying to think of like creative ways to to do it so we'll see what else is going on um my routine at home is pretty pretty boring <laughs> there's nothing special about it right now um I think what I will say that I'm I'm proud of is my consistency in, in the things that I am doing um which is uh, you know, taking my medication consistently. Um, and I know that seems like a duh, but that actually was really hard for me, especially my first couple of years, which is why you're seeing those big gaps. Um, but taking my medications consistently, I think I told you last season that um, it might've been an episode with my dad, but uh, my doctor did add uh, glipizide back to my routine. I think it's also extended release. Um, I was on it previously, but when I switched doctors, she had me take it off um, because I hadn't really met my or not, not met my. She felt that if I hadn't tried extended release metformin yet, then the glipizide was excessive. And now that I'm on the extended release metformin, um, my numbers were like on the edge. And since adding it, I'm starting to see a lot more consistent numbers in range um, added, though, with taking my medication consistently, watching uh, what I eat at night, um, my dinner, I try my, my best. Oh, I have splurges. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit in front like I have a slice of pizza <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night or something like that. But overall, the overall um, schedule of, of my eating during the day is a lot different. Um, I don't snack as much as I used to. Um, I really have been trying to give my body time to process everything. Um, the first thing that's on my stomach every morning is water or lemon water. Um, and I'm adding more fiber. Um, so I have a fiber supplement, a, a prebiotic, it's either probiotic, or prebiotic. I want to say it's a prebiotic, uh, prebiotic fiber. And I mix that in with my coffee. Um, and that helps a lot. Um, and 
I've even started doing, because uh, cooking has been difficult for me, guys. Like, it really has. I was doing Snap Kitchen for a second, um, but I was starting to get the same meals over and over again because I, I chose the low-carb keto ones just for now. I, to be clear, I'm not a keto advocate. That might not be the best word. Um, it's worked for some people. I just haven't been able to keep up with it consistently to do it. And honestly, at least at the time when I was attempting keto, um, it required a lot of cooking for me or a lot of prep. And I, I just had a lot going on in my life and I did not have the space to do that. <laughs> so um, no shade against keto. And I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, you know, sit down and chat with a lot of folks who uh, are, are actively on keto or advocates for keto, things like that. But neither here nor there. Um, I am, uh, I'm just cooking is, it's been hard. And I was telling a friend of mine, uh, a while back that my, I used to have, um, I don't know. I just had this nice relationship with cooking and with food. And I used to feel inspired by food and I wanted to get in the kitchen and make stuff, you know, even if it was just baking, I used to bake a lot guys. Um, but it was really hard to do because I was just so discouraged by my numbers and by wanting to enjoy certain things. And, and honestly, a lot of the first, you know, couple months of the pandemic, I was just stressed out. And so, um, ordering out just, it was just so much easier. And I still try to be mindful even when I order out, but, you know, recognizing portions and how bad, you know, the portions are <laughs> and me not r regulating myself on that. So there's a lot there. Um, but I'm, I've, I've made a lot of strides. So, you know, snap kitchen has helped, but really listening to my body when I'm actually hungry, uh, ensuring that I try to have some form of greens, um, some form of protein every time if I can. Um, and not that I'm condoning skipping meals, um, but, you know, recognizing that sometimes I'm not really hungry, uh, my body is craving something else. Like, I just need more water because uh, my hydration levels have dropped for sure. Um, being in an office and filling up, you know, my big 64 ounce um, steel water bottle um, with cold filtered water, you know, that was something that I was really diligent about doing. And I could knock out almost two of those a day and being at home and you don't have the same, you know, access or setup sometimes it makes it hard. And so I've had to like keep a bunch of bottled water, which I don't necessarily want to do. Um, but the little pure filters, you know, snapping that on, I, I just can't, I can't get with it. Cause I, sometimes I just really want really cold water and I don't have an ice maker, uh, in my, in my fridge, in my apartment. And so I know that there's a lot of solutions I could tackle that. I'll just tell you right now, not a lot of them have worked for me. Um, the only, the kind of next step where I'm at is getting a better filtration system that's like under the sink. Um, and seeing about, you know, how I can get it colder. I don't know. Cause I don't always, always want cold water, uh, but it helps for me, you know? So, um, what else is going on? So yeah, that's the, I'll, I'll leave it there for the health updates. Cause you guys will get more, um, as the season progresses, but 
before I let you guys go, because I didn't want this to be super long, um, I kind of want to just talk about like future plans for the show and, you know, what I really want to do and different ways that you guys can connect with me. Um, and just so you know, like I said earlier, this is going to be kind of a, you know, a couple, the first couple episodes, just updates on different things. Um, so an update, you know, or part two, if you will, um, I'll deep dive more into, um, you know, myself and navigating the wellness space and really trying to make that a part of my career. Um, and, and then part three, like what I really want to see, um, just in the diabetic community in general, but for now, at least for the show is concerned, like, again, I really just want to do a deeper connection with the community. I really want to talk to more people um, about their journeys and, you know, have more options for information. Um, soon, uh, very soon, you guys will actually get to see my face a little bit more um, as I'm going to be um, filming myself, recording myself <laughs> for this show. I know it sounds really silly, but I know a lot of people are already doing it. And yes, season one is already up on YouTube, but you can't see me talking live, I guess, if you will. Um, but it's something I've been wanting to do. I've actually been wanting to do a YouTube channel for a while. I just, one, was nervous. Uh, two, I love tech. So I tend to go down the rabbit hole of I need all 50 million of these things that aren't exactly cheap. Um, but I have navigated that with grace and I have um, managed to uh, purchase a decent camera from a family member and all these things. So it's just uh, trying to get it all set up and worked out. But um, you can expect uh, very, very soon um, that there will be YouTube available. So if you're a visual person, um, that's coming. And, you know, I am really working on creating um, my own kind of engagement program where I can get really up close and personal to those who are interested and learn more about how we can help each other and more so just how I can help you, um, you know, as a as a trainer and manager, um, you know, in my professional corporate life, if you will, not currently, but uh, in past roles, like I really just miss um, connecting with people and teaching people. And so I, I'd like to take that, uh, to a personal level because I've never done it for anything for myself. Um, so I'm working on, you know, putting together some things where I can actually get close to you guys and, and see even if the little bit that I've done can help. Um, so there'll be plenty more of that to come. I promise I will share more details as it comes out. Uh, but in the meantime, I, just want to say thank you again for um, being here and for listening. And for those of you who have already been listening, thank you. Um, I'm really excited to see where the show is going to go. Uh, we already have worldwide listeners, guys. Like, that's that's kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. So shout out to you guys in India. Shout out to you guys in Australia, um, Philippines, uh, Austria, UK. Um, and of course, right here in the home state of Texas in the U.S. of A., um, I know the political climate is crazy, but, you know, just thank you to those across the world who are listening and uh, not using our current political situation as the backdrop that 
all Americans are like this because I promise you we're not. <laughs> so just thank you to all of you who have taken the time out of your days to tune in. Until then, um, no crazy outro. I'm just going to leave it simple this time because it's just a catch up. But uh, again, every Thursday, it's going to be live before you even wake up. It'll be there ready and waiting for you for your morning routine, your afternoon routine, evening routine, or prepping you for the weekend. Um, so just be sure to check us out. And of course, I'm on Instagram. Hit me up. Follow. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can also check out the Facebook page as well. Hope you guys have a good one and I'll catch you next time.